Welcome to 52 Weeks Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, and I'll be your host of this podcast. After spending my entire career in the sports sales industry, I wanted the opportunity to give back, to give back to not only those individuals that want to get in this business, but for those individuals that are in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. Each week, I'm going to have the opportunity to sit down with industry professionals, talk about their career growth, what it takes to be successful, and ultimately a few key takeaways. Thank you to everyone that's tuned in thus far to 52 Weeks of Hustle. It's presented by General Sports Worldwide and the Clubhouse. General Sports Worldwide, we're certainly picking up steam in the search and recruiting space, as well as the consulting and training, and leading the Clubhouse, an industry career development platform with an industry-leading job board, webinars, blogs, mentorship, training vault, mental health, and much more. So be sure to sign up for a free membership. Thank you to all your support for the book, Hustle Your Way to Success in Sports Sales as well. Crazy to think season three of 52 Weeks of Hustle is here already. With season three, we're going to shake the format up just a bit. I'm going to have the privilege of sitting down with industry experts to discuss their career path. We're going to discuss three key topics that are current in the industry, three hustle hot seat questions, and three pieces of advice in all under 24 minutes. Now on to our guest this week. Imagine being part of an ownership group of two sports teams, plus building an entity that assists other owners through team acquisition and management. I'm excited to have our next guest share his story and talk ownership. Our next guest, Andy Appleby, Chairman and CEO of General Sports Worldwide. Andy, welcome to the show. Really good to be here. Andy, pleasure to have you. Always excited to talk shop. Many of our listeners have certainly heard of General Sports Worldwide. And back in 1998, you started the company after a successful career as a senior vice president at Palace Sports Entertainment and the Detroit Pistons, amongst other entities. Why did you decide to start General Sports Worldwide? Well, I had a wonderful career at the Palace and Pistons for 12 years and, uh, you know, had a uh, quite a rise through the organization. And um, I just felt that uh, at some point there that not that I was any kind of a born entrepreneur, but I just felt that, you know, I felt that we could um, I, I could do well on my own. Um, our, our CEO at the time was only 13 years older than me. So I really felt that um, if I could somehow create that next great company, then I'll do this. And, and that's what I did. Well, I've talked a lot about on 52 Weeks also kind of the value of elevator pitch. So general sports worldwide continuing to grow. Can you give the br- listeners a brief elevator pitch of the company? Sure. Uh, sure, Travis. Uh, so we're a global sports agency. Uh, comprising of player representation, uh, team sales, mergers and acquisitions, uh, executive search and team consulting, and um, and also uh, property sales. So we represent the likes of Manchester United and Barcelona and Ferrari. Nice. That's awesome. And, and we're certainly excited to be a part of it. Now, Andy, sports has always been a big part of your life, and so has the sport theme of competition and competitiveness. You're an All-American high school wrestler. You won three state championships. You went on to become the New England wrestling champion. You were also an all-star cross-country runner and the home course record holder. I'm almost out of breath with all your accomplishments growing up, but as you think back, what were some of your key learnings from back in the day that you still apply to your everyday? But another great question, Travis. Um, you know, uh, for one, as Dan Gable said, 
uh, after wrestling, everything is easy. And, uh, <laughs> and there's a lot of truth to it. And I would also say cross country as well, you know, <laughs> running three, three mile sprint. Um, uh, you know, everyone wants to relive their high school career, uh, but I'm not sure I do. Uh, it was, uh, it was uh, quite taxing, but, but I think you learn the value of hard work. Uh, certainly in wrestling, you know, there's, uh, no relying on anyone but yourself. Yep. And so it was kind of a very natural transition into sales. Not that any of us ever went to school to sell, right. uh, but, but I knew from a competition standpoint, coming into the Pistons, there were probably 50 or 60 other folks uh, that just graduated college like I did. But, you know, I felt to myself, you know, who would you least want to compete against? And, you know, the answer was always me. And, uh, and, and so I, I really felt that, um, you know, the, that my sports career really helped to prepare me for my business career. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you, you went on to attend Springfield College. You received a bachelor's degree in English and then a master's in sports management. So now into the team ownership. You start General Sports Worldwide. You first acquired the Fort Wayne Wizards in minor league baseball in 1999. And so what was that driving force behind that decision? Well, um, as I said before, you know, I really wanted to uh, try to create that next great uh, firm. And one of the things that would set me apart in our business is, um, you know, knowing the sports team uh, side of things and wanting to put together ownership groups uh, to buy teams. And the easiest one uh, was like a minor league baseball team and, and easy enough in Fort Wayne where a lot of the local investors that I was able to uh, recruit to buy the club, um, we're, we were all only three hours away. So for me, three hours away by car, um, as, off, as some uh, from Fort Wayne who would uh, you, you might have on your show someday would know, I mean, I would literally get up at five in the morning and be in Fort Wayne at eight, eight, eight a.m. And we would do literally 25 meetings uh, in one day and, you know, nine o'clock at night, drive back. And back and, home. Uh, you know, that was a good day's work, let me tell you. Uh, but uh, we quadrupled the sales, the sponsorship sales within the first year. And um, anyway, had a lot of success with it. Really fell in love with minor league baseball right there and then. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I grew up going to four win Wizards games with you and I have discussed and it was an awesome experience. And now your next successful acquisition was not a three hour drive. It actually came overseas. This time was with the English Premier League, Derby County Football Club in 2008. What was that like still kind of you know, living in Michigan, becoming an over, uh, you know, owner of a team across the pond? Yes, super hard. Uh, I don't necessarily recommend it to anyone, but at the same time, I kind of call it the toughest job I ever loved. I mean, it was a fantastic experience for eight years. I, although I lived however many thousand miles away, uh, you know, I kept in touch. I woke up to 25 emails each morning, uh, not unlike today, by the way, with our agency in London. Yep. Um, and, you know, and I went to half the home games as well over that eight year period. So I was as much on the scene as I could be. Uh, but but no denying it's a very challenging business in and of itself. But then uh, not living there and being on the ground and being able to effectuate change and sell more partnerships took me out of my game a little bit from that perspective. But I also had good people there that uh, could uh, help us. And and we had a lot of success there. 
Yeah, great experience. And now to today, Andy, in addition to running General Sports Worldwide, you've created a four-team development Developmental Professional Baseball League, the United Shores Professional Baseball League. Games are held May through September, and the league plays its games at an $18 million privately financed ballpark at Jimmy John's Field. Where did the love come from that? Why did you start the league? Well, uh, as I said before, I, I really fell in love with minor league baseball, the affordable, fun, family entertainment, fantastic entertainment in the sense of the baseball side. I mean, these guys... Uh, you know, we're throwing uh, close to 100 miles an hour. And, you know, they always say that hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in sports. And, and I believe them. I mean, and um, so what I wanted to do is kind of take advantage of all of the best practices from over the years and every good idea I, I've seen or done. And I also wanted to bring minor league baseball to Metro Detroit. And so I have to tell you, Travis, it, it was kind of a 10-year overnight success. I mean, it, was, it took a long time to put all the pieces together. Uh, but once I did, um, you know, it's been, it's been a real dream to have a ballpark 15 minutes from my home, 15 minutes from my office. Yep. And, um, you know, to be able to go to all the games and to be able to, uh, you know, not just oversee, but, but really be able to influence every aspect of the, of the game. I love it. it. And it's been a bit of a family affair uh, as well. My wife uh, really had a tremendous hand in the design of the ballpark. I, I think it's one of the very few places uh, arena stadium or ballpark that had a woman's touch and uh, she did a just a fantastic job and if you go today now seven years in it's like it's brand new and it even shows well in the winter uh, when we're you know kind of in our winterization phase where uh, none of the bells and whistles are out we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Andy Appleby, Chairman and CEO of General Sports Worldwide. Andy, we could certainly talk about your career for hours, but I want to get into the three hot topics of 52 Weeks of Hustle. Let's start. Question one. With over the last few years, sports teams have really started to welcome that private equity ownership. Why do you think that shift has started? Well, I think the values of teams have gone so haywire, uh, at least for all of us that have followed uh, sports yes, valuations in the last 30 years, particularly since Steve Ballmer bought the, uh, the Clippers for, you know, $2 billion. It really, uh, you know, all ships kind of floated higher with the, the rise in tide. And um, so 
now you're in a situation where these values have gone up so dramatically that it's actually its own investment model now. Uh, whereas before it never really was that it was more of a vanity play and yes you teams did sell for more than they sold for uh, or bought for but but in this case now when things have gone up by as much as 10 times and, and, yep. and 15 times in some of these sports teams uh, it, it is something that all of a sudden it's its own asset class and and um investors feel like they can maybe get 10 or 12 percent and have a little bit of fun with it although in many of the cases they are forbidden to have any decision making or, or really be right. part of it but still i think if you invested in one of those funds and you own six different teams i think that's uh, probably bragging rights at the country club yeah as you say some bragging rights kind of a fun little side hobby and side hustle and so so question two we've also seen over the last few years some larger entities that own sports teams here domestically starting to have interest in sports teams worldwide, kind of over the, over the pond again. You obviously have been part of that process. Why do you think there's so much interest in some of those properties overseas? Well, Travis, I think it's probably for a little bit of what we just discussed in the sense that, you know, mere mortals can't buy sports teams anymore here in America. Uh, and or, you know, if it's $2 billion for an NBA team or, uh, or a, uh, uh, maybe an MLB team or even a, a billion dollars for a hockey team or $400 million for a MLS team, it's not simple to, to buy those teams. And in, in England and in Europe, with the exception of a, a big club like Chelsea or Manchester United or Arsenal, you can still buy teams for under $100 million. Um, so I think that that's part of it. I think the other is that a lot of these American team owners are uh, kind of playing with the house money, if you will, in the sense that they've got so much equity in their team and they, they may feel that they can sort of replicate their success in, in English football or European football. And I think they can, uh, but I think it's much harder. Uh, you know, the nice thing about American sports teams is once you're in the club, you're in the club. Uh, in, in all other sports in, in, in the UK and Europe, you know, you have that possibility to be relegated, which dramatically influences you, the value of your club. And I think third, it's just that, you know, again, um, you know, sports is so great that you know, people want to be a part of it. And there's almost uh, an unlimited amount of fun owning a team in the yeah. sense of, you know, living and dying in every possession. And I've always said that it's, it's, I hate to say it, but it's almost better to lose than to never have played. Yeah, no, that's a good way to put it. And finally, Andy, question three, there's been a lot of talk about blockchain and, you know, and several people have went on record saying they think one day people around the world will have that opportunity to own a small stake in sports teams by owning crypto. And so what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think you're seeing now, um, I don't claim to be an expert on, on crypto uh, or Bitcoin, but the um, you're seeing all, all around uh, fan groups popping up, wanting to use crypto to buy 5% uh, Bitcoin, so I think it will happen. I don't think it'll happen on a large scale basis. Like I don't think the Denver Broncos are going to sell for Bitcoin uh, or something like that. But there could be a very tiny percentage of it that, you know, continues to grow as we 
get maybe a little more confidence in the crypto. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's going to be interesting to see. And so, Andy, what a great career you've had. And, you know, I feel like it's just getting started. As you think back to your career, what's been your best memory? Well, I think so many great memories, uh, you know, winning a couple of championships uh, with the Pistons. Those were fantastic days and frankly, days where you think it's just going to continue forever. I mean, we we had so many great years when I first started with the Pistons, yep. the old bad boys days, bad boys. Era. Uh, and, uh, you know, winning a couple of championship rings. I mean, that's that's kind of fun uh, to see your name on a, on a championship ring. Um, but then, of course, you know building the ballpark and, and for the ribbon cutting of that in that first game, that's a, that was a big thrill, a ton of work that went into that. And of course it's, you know, really a fantastic uh, ballpark. Uh, But I think probably my best memory was in Derby when we won uh, the game that qualified us for the big championship game at Wembley. And we won four to one uh, against Brighton. And it was just one of those things where we did have a one goal advantage uh, on the aggregate after having beaten Brighton two to one. But it was just the most marvelous thing because we got up four nil. And yeah, so we right were away. Just, you know, five to one up. And so you very rarely have those sort of laughers and in, in English football. And uh, and the beauty of it was, is that I, I took a picture on my phone from the uh, director's box and and all the fans were on the pitch and it was just a, a wonderful thing particularly with the love hate relationship you have with fans and and you know we we went through this experience in 2012 where we lost 17 of 22 games which is not easy to do with all the draws in english football <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and i got literally 5500 emails travis uh, from fans and i answered every one of them uh, but they spared no one. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, I can't imagine those were pretty. <laughs> but but then to turn it around just a couple of years later and see these fans, you know, kind of uh, being so thankful for us, it, it was a it was a, a wonderful memory. Awesome. Well, Andy, this has been great. To close it out, I like to put our guests on the hustle hot seats. You ready for this? I think so. If you had a boat to sail around the world, what would the name of your boat be? Another tough question. Uh, all in. If a movie was made about your life, who would you want to play you? Well, my wife would say Patrick Dempsey because that's her favorite. But I would say uh, Matthew McConaughey. All right. What's the last thing you completed on your bucket list? Uh, I think building this agency, you know, especially the way we've been able to recruit really fantastic people like yourself, Travis. And I, I don't mean to patronize you on your own show. I think I have to pay you to say that. So I appreciate you know, that. <laughs> I, you didn't have to, but it's, it's been a real joy to meet new people like yourself that have tremendous energy and, and uh, you know, kind of like-minded values and work ethic. And, and uh, so it's been a, a fantastic thing when I see what we built over these last two years. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And Andy, to close it out, what are three key takeaways you would give every listener to be in your shoes one day? Well, I think, it, although 
it always sounds boring and not very creative, um, but I, I really think hard work is at the top of the list. It's pretty much what I tell the hundreds of uh, students and colleges that I speak to every year or that intern with us at our baseball league or, or general sports worldwide. There's just no substitute for it, particularly on the sales side, because you have a chance to be as good as you want to be. And you don't necessarily need to ever have a boss as long as you're great in sales. I mean, no one messes with you. And uh, I don't feel like for most of my career, I even had a boss. And, right. and my son, who's 25 and uh, works for the Chicago Fire, you know, that's um, that's what we talk about all the time, taking the subjectivity out of the equation completely and, you know, being really good at what you do. But in order to be at the top of any sales list, you know, you really have to put in that extra time. And I knew at the Pistons, I needed to be three times better than everyone just to be noticed or recognized. Now, maybe I was that, but it only was because I worked three times harder than everyone. Yep. Um, I think if, um, you know, if you work for a sports team, you know, I think you work every game like it's the Super Bowl, the World Series. And I always encourage my son to do that. Um, it's one of the only businesses in the world where your people come to you, which I think is it's yep. just uh, such a huge advantage. Um, I remember in the days when Michael Jordan came to play the Pistons, people asked me about those games and I might've remembered them from watching the tape afterwards, but I hardly saw any live action of those games because I knew that every decision maker at the palace was going to be there, whether it be season ticket holders, suite holders, or sponsors. And I knew they would have their best customers. So I literally would uh, just sprint from place to place all game long and at the end of the night, I might have seen three or four hundred people that would have taken me a year to go around to, to uh, go around to see. Yeah. yeah. And I think the third would be, you know, building relationships. Uh, and again, you know, not just through LinkedIn, uh, where, you know, it's easy, I think, to have lots and lots of relationships that are not even an inch deep, but maybe a quarter of an inch deep. And I don't think that that's a bad thing either, by the way. I think LinkedIn and all these tools are great, but nothing really compares to actually building these relationships. And that was really the whole model behind our new agency was really giving me an opportunity to leverage all of these great relationships and all these areas of sports. And uh, I think that's the one thing that, um, I can say to young people that, you know, keep building relationships and stay in touch with those people because uh, they'll, they'll be able to help you moving forward. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm obviously the, the theme of the podcast is hustle is that hard work, building relationships. I love it. Work like every game or every event is the biggest one. So Andy, thank you so much. Pleasure talking to you. I certainly appreciate your time, your expertise and our friendship. Same here, Travis. You're doing a wonderful job and uh, keep up the good work. Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week. Whether you're a world 
world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.